was in the middle of chili. I was in the middle of making chili. She's wearing a goddamn apron. I'm still wearing my apron. There's a whole onion chopped, diced, it and fragrant good. in our yeah. kitchen. <sighs> this episode was dang good. Do you have anything to talk about before we jump into it? No, in fact, I won't be speaking for the rest of this episode. Okay. This episode in translation. Fuck do you get them. it? <laughs> Season 1, episode 17, directed by Tucker Gates. Uh, you might remember him as the director of Confidence Man. Mm. Uh, plus five more episodes that we have yet to see. So, good job, Tucker. This episode premiered on February 23rd, 2005. The next day was the Slovakia Summit of 2005 between George W. Bush and Vladimir Putin, marking the first time a sitting president visited Slovakia since its independence in 1993. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know. There's not much else to say besides that. Uh, the Oscars were that Sunday. Okay. What do you, what do you think was a movie? Oh my gosh. <laughs> We've talked about some of them, but. Yeah, this is two, the Oscars 2005, so this would be 2004 movies? Is that what we're talking about? Uh, I guess. Actually, I won't make you guess because I, I only know a couple of them. Okay. Um, but Million Dollar Baby cleaned the fuck up. I haven't seen it. Another sports I haven't seen movie it either. we haven't seen. Oh, God. Uh, best Picture, Best Director for Clint Eastwood, Best Actress for Hilary Swank. I always thought that that was Sandra Bullock in that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, best Supporting Actor, Morgan Freeman. The Aviator won Best Supporting Actress, Kate Blanchett. Best Art Direction, Cinematography, Costume Design, and Editing. So I want to see that movie because it sounds real pretty. Yeah. Also, another opportunity where Leo got snubbed yeah what did he finally win for i think it was the the bear one mr bear mr bear town bear village oh buddy um the line from the revenant (laughs) ray won best actor that sounds like i'm just talking about a guy named ray (laughs) uh jamie (laughs) fox for ray as well as best sound mixing the incredibles wins best animated feature Beating sure. Shark Tale and Shrek 2. <laughs> I know. I might like Shark Tale better than The Incredibles. What? I'm not a big Incredibles fan. I liked it when I was a kid, but I don't know if it holds up. Meaning? <laughs> Slams your computer shut. <laughs> uh, Let's do the song. Do you have any guesses let's of what the top the dance track would be? Dance track. What do people dance? I don't really listen to dance music. Yes, you do. It's a fucking lion, you know it. Uh, okay, how about Fergalicious? Oh. It is. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say about that. Are you ready for the movie? Yeah. Okay. A couple's seemingly solid marriage... I'll be shocked if you get this. A couple's seemingly solid marriage begins to crumble when the wife discovers that her husband intends to divorce her. Okay, who's in it? There's a lot of movies with where that's the plot. Well, I know. Uh, This might give it away. Tyler Perry, Kimberly Elise, Steve Harris, Shamir Moore, and Cicely Tyson. Wait, is it a... Is it a Tyler Perry comedy or drama? Mm -hmm. Oh, is it a Medea movie? It is, but it's the first one, and it's not called Medea. Oh, I don't know what that's called. It's Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Mm, okay. 
Did you know that was a play? Yeah. Most of his movies have been plays. Yeah, my sister used to watch them. Oh, yeah, but this was his first film and Medea's first appearance. Uh, Do you know what Medea, like, why why her name is Medea? No. It's a contraction of the word mother dear. Oh, that's dumb. I always thought that it was an allusion to the Euripides play. I, I, I knew that it wasn't because I, <laughs> I remember. I also haven't read that play oh, and I was supposed play. to. I remember like thinking that it would be and then like Googling it and finding out that it wasn't, but I did not know that it was a contraction <laughs> of two words. Um, this was Medea's first, ex- uh, first appearance, um, which led to Medea's family reunion, Medea goes to jail, Medea's big happy family, Medea's witness protection, which I saw, a Medea Christmas, boo, a Medea Halloween, boo too, a Medea Halloween, and a Medea family funeral. Also the animated film Medea's Tough Love and like a number of plays. I looked up his net worth and it is one billion. And one of one of the oh, trivia Tyler. facts for that movie is that Tyler Perry used to be homeless. Um, that's it. That's all I have. Tight. Well, I have a Dominic Monaghan Instagram update. Oh! Someone said, how do you combat boredom? He said, I'm too busy riding the roller coaster that is the pathway of my brain. All right. Relax, <laughs> sir. Someone says, are Komodo dragons really that dangerous? He says, I don't know how much that is, but Komodos are totally fearless of humans, and if they catch you, they are significantly stronger. I've worked with them. They (laughs) ate an entire goat in 30 to 40 minutes. How many is they? Also, Komodo dragons are very scary. (laughs) It's riveting to me. Komodo dragons are one of those animals that I cannot believe are real. Sometimes I can't believe alligators are real either, because they're just literally dinosaurs. Do you remember that Thomas Middlebitch bit where he was talking about Komodos? I think oh, it's yeah. an episode of a <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. This bit's mad poisonous. It's <laughs> <laughs> so long. Um, lastly, <laughs> someone says, is it true you and Vincent's actor had to be kept away from each other because you got in a fist fight? Oh, my God. And he responds, the dog? I would never fight a Labrador. Okay. That dog is played by Madison, I think, according to IMDb. Oh, I Madison. see her every time. Every time Vincent's I Vincent's a girl? Yeah. Wait, is she still alive? Check really quickly. Um, she'd be really old. She better be. But also, that would be crazy. She would be really old. Is Madison the dog still alive? She okay, has a TikTok. Of course. <laughs> uh, according to 11 months ago, Reddit, yeah, she's 20 years old. Fuck. Congratulations to Madison and Tyler Perry. Wow. Oh, she's so good. <laughs> she's so good at being so scary. <laughs> okay. Let's get into this, babies. Um, I looked up how to pronounce P-A-I-K, and they say it online like, Pike, so I'm not going to say that. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I'm going to say Pike. <laughs> we open on Jin scanning the beach and then immediately flash back to him asking Mr. Pike for permission to marry Sun, his daughter. Mr. Pike is the head of a Korean 
Chibble, but operates an automobile manufacturing firm. I tried to understand what that word means. It's spelled C-H-A-E-B-O-L, and that foolish thing I just said was how the internet pronounced it. Huh. Um, Google says it combines the word che, meaning wealth, and bull, meaning clan, so it's like saying rich family. <laughs> I would like to someday be able to say I'm a member of a wealth clan, though. Yeah. <laughs> or it said clan or click. Like, oh my god, the rich clicks. <laughs> It's defined as a large industrial conglomerate that is run and controlled by an owner or family in South Korea. It often consists of many diversified affiliates controlled by an owner whose power over the group often exceeds legal authority. I still didn't get it, so I read this really interesting article called South Korea's Chebol Challenge by Alan <laughs> Eleanor Albert. This is boiled down a lot. Traditionally, the Chebol corporate structure places members of the founding family in ownership or management positions, allowing them to maintain control over affiliates. Chebol have replied have relied on close cooperation with the government for their success. Decades of support in the form of subsidies, loans, and tax incentives help them become pillars of the South Korean economy. Um, for example, Samsung and Hyundai are two of the largest Chebol. Many of the Chebol date back to the Japanese occupation and are modeled after Japan's industrial and financial conglomerates. They're a part of the post-war prosperity. And then they flourished in the 60s and 70s. They aren't always healthy for the economy because they don't allow small and medium enterprises to grow. There's a lot of criticism from economists. You can read a lot about it online. Mm -hmm. The country has uh, growing income inequality levels. That's one issue in South Korea currently. And a lot of people don't trust these companies because there have been cases of large-scale corruption. So that really helped me put into perspective where Sun comes from and what mm-hmm. Jin was asking permission to marry into. Wait, so when you say exceeds legal, what? I I wasn't quite sure what they meant, but I think it's like... Um, controlled by an owner whose power over the group exceeds legal authority. Yeah, I don't know what exceeding legal authority means. I'm assuming it has something to do with, like, we're all related. Like, it's a fam. we're appointing our family members and we're oh. marrying into it. Hmm. Maybe it's, like, Waystar Royco. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the Wikipedia, like, first sentence on Wikipedia, and it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Hmm. Um... Jin is from a small fishing village. Mr. Pike asks about Jin's father, but Jin says he is dead. Okay, the way that he looked down. There's a really long he's pause. fucking alive. And then the guy, like, stops writing to look up and be like, did you hear my question? I will admit to you that I didn't notice that at all. Really? Because <laughs> I was writing. Oh, okay. So the reveal stunned me. <laughs> but then I watched it again just now and I was like, fuck, Anna, you're so dumb. <laughs> Mr. Pike then asks Jin to become an employee of Pike Heavy Industries as his personal assistant. So even though Jin wishes to own a hotel and restaurant, he tells Mr. Pike he'd do anything for Sun because she is his dream. He can do that on the island. (laughs) You know what, you're right. He's in a great situation. Back in the present, Jin is still looking for his wife. He sees her swimming in a bikini and rushes to cover her with a towel. They begin arguing loudly in Korean. They've apparently been arguing publicly because someone says he's going off on her again. Mm -hmm. I was shocked about the bikini. (laughs) When she came out, I was like, oh, what is she doing? (laughs) Michael tries to break it up and Sun slaps him for his effort. Alone, Jin asks Sun if there's anything between her and Michael. Sun denies this. Sun then approaches Michael seeking help. 
She tries to explain that the slap was meant to protect Michael from Jin's jealousy, but Michael will not listen. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Like, he should have been like, all right, <laughs> good job. <laughs> this episode had a lot of people, like, walking angrily on the <laughs> sand, which is so funny to me. That's stunning. We flash back to Jin and Sun moments after their wedding. Before their honeymoon, Jin must devote six months to management training. Sun is wary of this duty to her father, but Jin places a white flower in her hair and promises her the honeymoon she's always dreamed of. Okay, I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. The dress that she was wearing was like this kind of light purple. Yeah. Was that her wedding dress? No, I watched this scene a few times to figure out what the fuck was going on. Because there was another dress on a mannequin. (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, based on the lines that they were saying, and, okay, the Lostpedia said, like, Jin and Sun are married, and then they started talking about their honeymoon, and I was like, what? When did they get married? So I watched the scene, and I realized that she had taken off her wedding dress, and then her friend says, like, how does it feel to be married? And then Oh, Jin, and then I Jin, thought it was, you must be so excited to be getting married. Yeah, it just said to be married. Oh. And, and that's what I thought she meant, too, like, okay being married today in general but I think she literally meant like now you're married and then when Jin pokes his head in he's like can I talk to my wife so oh I took it the same way you did but apparently they have just gotten done getting married oh so she has a second she's so money I know she has a dress for the reception I know okay and I really liked the strings in this episode here's one example It was like when they kissed or something. It was so beautiful. <laughs> like kissed or something. <laughs> I didn't fucking watch it. Like I had my eyes closed, but like I didn't want to see that. <laughs> In the present day, Jin rejects an offer of friendship from Hurley. <laughs> and Shannon suggests to Saeed that they spend an oh. evening away from the other survivors. Quote, maybe we should get some rope. Okay, but it was because he was I talking know. about how she but also it was but she knew what she was she saying knew it was a bondage she was thing doing right euphemism maybe we should get some rope spend a saturday night alone together and see what happens there's like a long pause and then a little smile and i wished i was there <laughs> michael's work on the raft is coming along he regales walt with tales of new york and shows off his work to jack Jack, however, wants to talk about who's leaving on the raft. Sawyer is sitting nearby, and he has bought one of the four available seats with scavenged cable. Is that when they were talking about Halyard? <laughs> I had to look up what Halyard was. It's some sailing thing, and I wrote it down later. But I'm now mm. realizing that th- that's who said Halyard. Mm. Sun discusses Jin with Kate, who wonders how Jin could have changed from the tender husband Sun describes. They are distracted by the survivors running toward Michael's raft. It is on fire. Everyone tries to put out the flames. It's useless. The raft continues to burn. When Michael sees Sun, he demands in English to know where Jin is. Sun will not answer, and Jack and Kate try to intervene. Michael sees Walt throwing sand on the fire and calls him back, giving, which gives Sun a chance to flee. The survivors discuss the possibility of Jin having torched the raft. Sun finds Jin rifling through the medical supplies at the caves. His hands are burned. Agitated, Sun tells him that Michael was trying to get them off the island. Jin is angry that Sun thinks he burned the raft and is defending Michael. I felt bad that we rarely get to play Daniel Day Kim and Sun Jin 
Oh, Sanjin. Yeonjin Kim in clips. So here is Sun defending Michael to Jin. They're doing some powerful work on this show, and I just wanted to acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. Shout out to anybody who understands Korean. That was for you. Also, <laughs> big ups. The other thing that I realized <laughs> that um, Yunjin Kim is doing really well is like, like I, I, I'm pretty sure that the actress is very fluent in English. I haven't seen um, interviews with her. Yeah, but I'm just know. assuming that she is fluent in English. Um, yeah, that's a good question. And so she's doing a really good job of well, like she auditioned for Kate, didn't she? Oh yeah, wait, okay, yeah, no, she she speaks fluent English, and she's doing a really good job of like n- like working, like working mm. to speak a language as though she doesn't. It's point. not her first. I don't know. I know Daniel Day Kim doesn't speak Korean. Because he's oh, spoken right. about like being like, oh god, this well, is a real challenge. Well, he could have fooled me as <laughs> yeah, someone who doesn't know Koreans? any. I don't know. <laughs> we flashback to Jin. He's been promoted to special assistant, and Mr. Pike <laughs> personally gives him the task of communicating his displeasure to Byung Han, the Korean Secretary for Environmental Safety, over a recent factory closing by the agency. Han is terrified by Jin's appearance. When Jin simply tells him of Pike's displeasure and begins to leave, the man is overjoyed. He takes a Sharpay puppy from his daughter and forces it on Jin. That is the most fucked up thing that has happened so far in this show. <laughs> that guy sucks. You're fucked up. Okay, did you see did you see what was on the TV that she was watching? I read. It really is on TV. In the trivia. <laughs> what was she watching? She was watching the news. Also, what kid watches the news? Oh, okay. I totally misunderstood. So, what did it say? It didn't say anything. It just, it showed Hurley. And you couldn't really hear what he was saying either. Back on the island, Saeed comes to Boone to say he and Shannon are drawing closer. He says, it's very possible your sister and I are going to become more than just friends. I hated that line. I if anyone ever wants to become more than just friends with me, I will hit them in their face. <laughs> Boone becomes aggressive and Saeed says he was not asking Boone's permission. Boone then tells Saeed that she has a thing for, quote, guys who can take care of her and will leave him eventually. If I were Saeed, I'd be like, did they fuck? Because it yeah. sounds like he's speaking from his own experience. But maybe that's just me having seen that episode. I also, don't know. there's this clip from Life with Derek that I found. <laughs> you are the most annoying brother. Step brother. Oh, same difference. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Can you believe that's real? Can you believe that that was a Disney <laughs> Channel you show? I watched that show, and I wanted them to end up. <laughs> we all did. Wow. It's day 33. Shannon asks for Saeed's help in building a shelter, but Saeed hangs back. Shannon realizes that he's been talking to Boone. I can't believe Saeed took what Boone said immediately to heart. Dude, okay, I had the same question because he came into that conversation so steadfast that, like, he didn't need Boone's permission and, like, and so far he's dominated every conversation. Yeah, exactly. But then I... 
I like went back to watch it again. And I was like, what did he say? But I guess Boone tried a different tactic. He was like leveling with him. And then also I think he, whether or not Boone did this, regardless of his intentions, he did touch on what I would assume Saeed's insecurities are in dating Shannon. Like she oh. is significantly younger than him. So there probably is a question in the back of his mind, like, why is she even into me? Oh, um, so that that tracked for me after okay. I watched it again. I respect this show a lot more. <laughs> I I was trying to figure out why I don't like feel supportive of Shannon and Saeed. And I think it's because I just have this like insistent feeling that he could do better. And I don't mean on the island, but I just mean in the real world. Mm. I think that he could do so much better than her because she's written as such a goddamn annoying piece of shit. Yeah. I want to see, because the Hearts and Minds was like, it was a Boone episode. Like, even though it was about Boone and Shannon, um, it was from his perspective. I'm excited to watch one that's from her perspective. Yeah. Sabrina and Shannon. That was one of the Mm-hmm. That's a loose end that I gotta. Uh, Shannon finds Locke and asks him where Boone is. She says, "What do you mean you don't know? You two are like jungle pals." <laughs> I wrote that down too. Iconic. Locke resists her attempts to draw him into the conflict. That's when she's blathering on, and he says, "Should I be writing this down?" Which I Sounds really want to start using. Locke challenges Shannon to do as she likes without worrying about Boone's reaction. And he I'm... says, "Do you like him?" Yeah. Do you what like was the like sentence him? that was coming out of my mouth? I was stunned when he straight up asked, "Do you like Saeed? Are you serious? That was my reaction too. <laughs> Are you serious, Lock? What the fuck kind of question is that? <laughs> In the jungle, Sawyer attacks Jin and marches him back toward the beach. Okay, that kick. He like. I don't remember it. Oh my god. Um. So Jin is like washing his burned hands in the stream. And then Sawyer comes up behind him and, like, says something cool. And then just, like, roundhouse kicks him, but, like, very limply because he's, like, already on the ground. It, the kick, I went back to watch it multiple times because it really is just so half-hearted. But there's that, like, sound of intense impact and, like, Jin falls over. (laughs) He calls Jin Bruce in this scene. Oh, yeah. Bruce Lee, I would assume. Then he, then he has this to say. <laughs> I took that clip, and when I listened back to it, I couldn't understand what he was saying. I think he meant Lord of the Files. <laughs> yeah, didn't he mean that? He delivers him to Michael, and the survivors gather around while Michael begins to interrogate Jin. We flash back to Korea. Sun has prepared a fancy dinner for Jin, but Mr. Pike interrupts with phone calls. Jin must drive a man to Byung Han's house where Jin will be, quote, shown how to deliver a message. Jin sees that the man plans to kill the secretary, and on arrival at Han's house, he rushes in ahead of the hitman. He beats Han in front of his family while the hitman looks on. Jin tells Han to open the factory the next day. He then walks out, telling the hitman that Han got the message. Jin, bloody from the beating, goes home and heads straight for the bathroom. He begins to wash the blood from his suit. Sun questions him pointedly and slaps him. She was very slappy this episode. (laughs) She leaves and Jin tries to uh, continue his cleaning, but stops and begins to weep as he stares in the mirror at himself. How 
We better see every character cry yeah. in the mirror. <laughs> cry at their own reflection. I want to know how long was it intended to be between the scene where he get where he goes to the um guy's house and like delivers his message like the the nice gin way and then when he goes back and like beats him. This said it was the next day. Okay. This must be a continuity issue because when he gets the dog it's a puppy hey. when cuz that's the dog that he gives to son. Yeah. It's a puppy when she gets it and then w- when we see it again in son's episode it's a big dog. Did we see the big dog in this episode? Or did we just We saw it, but I couldn't, because it was next to a tiny child, I couldn't figure out if it was a puppy or a full-grown dog. Yeah. Okay. That, I didn't even notice that. That must be a continuity thing. We're back in the present, where the group is watching them try to interrogate Jin. It's, it's weird that, like, Saeed wants no part of this. Saeed? before he was the interrogator. (laughs) Okay, Saeed, he wanted no part of it, but he was also like not going to intervene yeah, and like no stop does. them from beating him. Saeed took a very firm stance on like, no, this is between them. Like let yeah. them figure it. I I wrote that down as like a shocking stance by him. I think that's my favorite scene because we got to see like every single person on the beach like looking at each other or like looking away. Yeah. Or being like, oh yeah. And and we got to see it from Jin's perspective where there's all the people oh, speaking yeah, I gibberish. About that. that was so cool. Wow. Okay. This director rules. <laughs> Who directed that? Tucker, Tucker. Tucker Gates. Oh, Tucker. He begins speaking Korean, and Michael demands that Sun translate. Sun is silent, and Michael slugs Jin again and again. Everyone's uncomfortable with this whole situation. Michael is about to go in with another punch. Chilling. Oh. She says Jin didn't burn the raft. You speak English? Didn't see that coming. You understood us? All this time? Why didn't you say anything? <laughs> he sounds like an upset child. <laughs> also, Sawyer calls her Betty in this scene. I, I have that. Do you know why? Yeah. Okay. Sun explains that Jin's hands were burned as he tried to put out the fire. Michael and Sawyer are still not convinced. So Locke has had enough. Yeah. Why would any one of us block an attempt to get home? We're so intent on pointing the finger at one another that we're ignoring the simple undeniable truth that the problem isn't here, it's there. They've attacked us, sabotaged us, abducted us, murdered us. What an entrance he made. Yeah. He came in with the us versus them business that seems to be coming back. Sun maintains Jin's innocence and everyone disperses. That scene was funny because, like, there was silence for a while and then music started and then it's like every actor heard the music and was like, oh, that's my cue to go. Like, (laughs) (laughs) the music in this episode. I feel like I say this in every episode. I keep being like, did you notice the music in this episode, though? Well, the music is so good in this show. The music is so purposeful. It's so deliberate and, like, Michael Giacchino's blowing my mind. I don't know. We have to watch all of his movies now. (laughs) The Raft is a total loss. Wait, what is Betty about? It's coming up later. Oh. (laughs) I didn't want (laughs) to... 
I'm having a fit. I'm going to have a seizure. <laughs> I debated whether to talk about it here or later. And now you're telling me that I was wrong. <laughs> and I should have talked about it now. I just want to know. The raft is a total loss. <laughs> Michael begins to succumb to despair. I'm on the edge of my seat here. I gotta know what this reference means. <laughs> but he sees Walt and stops. It's just fine. It's not over. You're gonna build another one? Yeah. A better one. Can I help? No doubt you can help. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Astounding. No doubt. <laughs> We have to start saying that. Meanwhile, Jin and Sun argue as Jin packs to move to the beach away from Sun. She tries to talk to him in Korean in an attempt to talk their growing problems out. During this conversation, a flashback begins wherein Jin remembers visiting his father, a simple fisherman. Flashback Jin confesses to having been ashamed of him, but his father embraces his long-estranged son. He then tells his father of his dilemma, and his father advises him to make his next project for Mr. Pike his last. Go to America, says the old man. Save your marriage. Jin in the present thinks of his father's advice and realizes that it is too late to save his own marriage. Those shades he was wearing in the flashback okay. were just beyond. The um, There's this running theme of like keeping secrets to protect people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess there's just a theme of, of secrets anyway. But like, yeah. yeah, like she he felt like he had to protect her by not telling her about her dad the same way like charlie couldn't tell claire about ethan or the i don't i don't remember what he couldn't tell her but it was to protect her um also in the scene with jen and son she starts like speaking to him in english yeah which was so uh, such like a beautiful tool shut the fuck up oh my god my my sister's texting me about Lost. My sister is starting to watch the show. She texted me about John Locke. Is the orange peel guy the dinosaur? Is he the shapeshifter? Oh, she, she thinks the monster. the monster is a dinosaur. She's yeah. Do she's not disturb. Like. <laughs> Just text her back. Do not disturb. Ah! That was me typing. Um, what was I saying? Oh, um, speaking in English. That was so beautiful because it was like she was saying all of the things that she couldn't say. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. Very cool. I enjoyed that because we got to watch her have the moment. We, as the audience, got to <laughs> experience that. Me as an actress that. and you as the as audience. As an actress and everyone else. <laughs> This was the part of the episode where Caroline walked out of her room and I realized that I was staring open-mouthed at the TV. Oh my god. <laughs> at the reveal that the father wasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere, a teary Shannon approaches Saeed by the fire and kisses him. He asks her what that was for and she tells him that everyone gets a new life here on the island. She gets to free herself from Boone the way Boone got to free mm-hmm. himself. Um, I'd like to note that we saw two tongue silhouettes. So what I may be learning is that I've just been watching the wrong TV shows. Because on this show, everybody comes into kisses tongue first. <laughs> as they played that gammon, Walt brags to laugh about Hurley owing him $83,000. I told him I'd give him a chest one back. And that was it. It's been a while since you and I played. 
Did you hear Madison in that clip? No. <laughs> There's like some subtle dog panting. Oh. Locke and Walt discuss fathers and Locke reveals that his own was not cool. <laughs> he then asks Walt why he burned the raft. Walt confesses that he didn't want to move anymore. He likes the island. And Locke agrees. The next day is day 34. On the beach, Jin approaches Michael, who is salvaging what he can from the wreck. He has bamboo. He says a single English word to Michael. Boat. Meanwhile, Sun, finally free from her husband, removes her towel to reveal a bikini. Charlie, She's single now. <laughs> I hope she wears entirely different clothes from now on. I hope she starts dressing like shit. <laughs> Charlie and Claire sit on the beach together while Hurley listens to Delicate by Damien Rice on his CD player until it loses battery power. That was fucked up. That was crushing. I was really enjoying this song. I'm going to start listening to Damien Rice now. That was great. Disappointed, he says, son of a bitch, and throws the device into the sand. He said bitch. I know. And we got to double damn it in this episode. <laughs> Michael at the rest. I wonder, do they get a certain number of curses that they get? Must be. I don't know. Um, son of a. He says, <laughs> crap, crap, crap. Son of a. And um, that happens, that happens so much. Like, I know it happens in the scene when Boone is fighting with Brian. He's like, you piece up. And then Brian punches him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always use that device to get around swearing. I would have had a total mental break if I had gone through this traumatic experience and I had music as an outlet and then it was taken from me. I kind of like Charlie with his guitar. Yeah. That was really But now Charlie is your only source of music. <laughs> and you can only listen to you all, everybody. Wait, never mind. Fuck the CD player. <laughs> that's all That's all I would listen to on my CD player anyway. It was a drive shaft CD. And now I have the real thing. <laughs> and guitar on a couple tracks. <laughs> and guitar. <laughs> Soundboard it. Oh, God. No, I actually like that one better. That's just <laughs> us. <laughs> Uh, I just have a question. Is this their honeymoon? Yeah. Did they go on a honeymoon? So I'm assuming they must have. But then that I I um was trying to logic that out by thinking about how we there's been enough time for that dog to grow up. But then we learned in this episode that it was literally the we next day. We can't trust the dog. We can't trust the dog because it's a shape shifting dog. <laughs> Um, so I wrote, did they ever have a have a honeymoon? How a long were they married before? Yeah, it seems like they would have, but then also, if 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 the dog grew up in the span of twenty four hours, then we don't actually know how long time it has passed. So how crazy! While Sun was planning to escape, Jin Jin was planning to escape with her to America. Yeah. Oh, can yes. you imagine how devastating that would oh be for my him? God. Yeah. I I was thinking about it, and I can't think of a single coupling or, like, romantic pairing on this show 
that I can fully put my support behind. Yeah, that's they're all so flawed, which is maybe like you know what the beauty Bernard of the show. Rose, that's the only one. Yeah. Oh my god. Is he dead? Will we ever know? We must. That's my only prediction. We gotta know. We gotta hear from Bernard. I didn't know the word halyard. Uh, Wikipedia defines it as a line, parentheses, rope that is used to hoist a ladder, sail, flag, or yard. The term halyard comes from the phrase to haul yards, and a yard is a spar on a mast from which sails are set. I read this whole Wikipedia page and I didn't understand a word it <laughs> Sailing is a foreign language. One of my notes was, oh no, Jin didn't even get her the puppy. Yeah. That's so He up. played that off like it was a thoughtful gift. Yeah. It was stolen from the hands of a little girl. Pride <laughs> from the hands are so cute. of a sweet, sweet babe. Was the show trying to bring up that John Locke tabula rasa thing again? Because Locke is the one who says it this time. He says, yeah. everyone gets a new life. Maybe it's time you start yours. Probably. Like, again, they're not using it right because they're not talking about it epistemologically. <laughs> keep it in when did things change I'd like to know when did things go sour between Jin and Sun were they trying to tell me it's this moment where they're arguing in the bathroom and things get physical or was that just one step on a gradual decline I think it's the secrets I think uh, he's been keeping I think it's the whole thing of like him keeping secrets from her as a means to protect her and she's not stupid she can pick up on that and so I think that's probably oh. where the tension started. And then she comes home with blood on him yeah. and she gets fucking scared. I was really pleased with the English reveal. That was well done. Mm-hmm. I like the connection they made in the final flashback because Sun asks if they can start over. She asked Jin if they can start over. And then during the dad flashback, the dad tells Jin that he should start over in America. So I think that's like what jogged. What I didn't understand was how I I, I didn't. The um him saying it's too late after having that flashback didn't track for me. Not saying that it was bad writing, but saying that I was like surprised by that. Like that's not what I was expecting for him to say. I was expecting for him to be like, okay, let's start again. Yeah. Because he said stuff like, who's more important than your wife? And Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're right. That was a Unless lot. there's like a long a long thing i don't know maybe he's like gonna go build that raft to go get sun off of it but why wouldn't he stay with sun yeah hmm i i suspect that well what am i trying to say we're obviously going to see how their relationship progresses or deteriorates moving forward and I will be surprised if, like, each individual writer and director tracks, like, each beat of dialogue between, since it's a different person each time. Mm-hmm. I bet you that, like, every word of dialogue in this episode is not going to be significant in the long run, the way that we're trying to analyze oh, it. That's just what I suspect that's a good point. about, like, a long-running show like this. <clears throat> but I think, but I think this is, like, a flaw that we're picking up on, that, like... The motivations don't always line up every time. And we've had this complaint about a lot of characters so far. But, like, why is she saying that? It's only because the stupid flashback. Right. Uh, So, Walt is the first character to admit that he prefers living here. 
obviously Laugh's life is better here because we saw all sorts of unhappiness in his flashbacks. And then I just started going through the character list and writing down, like, who's better and who's worse off. Yeah. Oh my god, wait. Yeah, share your list. Okay. <laughs> Kate is no longer in police custody. Boone was going to have to go back to his life after having had sex with Shannon and her, like, saying, forget this ever Yeah, so happens. he could forget about it, and now he can't because he's stuck on an island with her. Yeah. But also, she was coming home with him. Yeah, so I don't know what Shannon was going to do after leaving Australia, because she lived there. Yeah, wait, okay, in Hearts and Minds, how far up to the plane leaving did they get? They were just, it was just the morning after in their hotel room, and she was like, let's go back to anything where... And oh. he was upset. Okay. So, like, they were just going to go back to wherever Carlisle Weddings oh, wow. is based. So they, ju- I'm, I'm, it's really just now hitting me that they just fucked. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> and that dynamic ah! of having okay, him. I understand Boone so much better now. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. It's that thing of having had sex one time. It's and way just, worse than having, having had sex had multiple sex times. having had sex one time, but, like, having had just... Yeah. Had sex one oh time. Oh my god. Uh, crazy. That's crazy. What wild circumstances. Great job, show. Great job, show. Great job, mysterious forces that made all these people come here to work out their issues. Whew! Michael was supposed to go raise his son that he doesn't know. You can't just fuck your sister one time. You have to marry her if you're. That's crazy. Would it be worse if Shannon was like, okay, now we're in a relationship and we have to tell your mom and everyone we know, all of our aunts and uncles. Okay, but that's going to haunt him for the rest of his life. Yeah. You are the most annoying brother. Step brother. Same difference. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. (laughs) That music. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we wondered before if Charlie was going to try to perform the drive shaft gigs without Liam. He was mm-hmm. on his way to LA for that like little tour or whatever. Claire was expecting to get thousands of dollars and a home for her baby, and definitely not a rustic <laughs> yeah, island birth. Definitely worse off. Claire's pissed. Claire was already pissed about the plane crash, and then she got him tucked in. <laughs> she thought she was gonna have a normal birth and a happy home for her child and twelve thousand dollars. Jin was potentially going to save his marriage. Jack would be moving on with his life after his father's death. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be interesting to go back to St. Sebastian's and be like, listen, everyone knows that he has a problem and now it's just me. So. Yeah. <laughs> he probably was like, well, he didn't seem happy in that scene, like getting on the flight because they weren't going to let him bring the coffin or whatever. But how freeing would that be to have like your major... I mean, I feel like I would dread going to work if I knew that my, like, shitty father slash also a shitty surgeon was going to be there. hmm Because, like, we have a bad relationship, and also he's irresponsible at his job. Yeah. So I feel like it would have been really freeing to go back to St. Sebastian's and be like, but also Dr. he's Shepherd now. He, I don't know how long um, Christian Shepherd's been in Australia. Like, when did oh, he yeah. leave? When did the mom call Jack how long to has say, he been? you have to get him back? When did the mom find out he was in Australia? Why you're, is he in Australia? You're totally right that Jack Shepard was working at the hospital without the dad. And for that time, I'm sure that was great for him. <laughs> uh, okay. Son obviously didn't know about the plan to stay in the U.S. 
that was just our ruminating on what everybody thought they were yeah going to well and and sawyer like yeah we don't know we don't know what his plan was but like either way sawyer was gonna have to like grieve this right thing yeah and like he's doing it either way we don't know about Brittany Perrineau's character, like, was she being grifted or yeah. was she just hooking up with him? <laughs> the yeah. biggest mystery. Oh my on god! This show. Oh wow! Michael was probably like, Michael probably like had a space set up for him for Walt. Like he was probably like really looking forward to yeah well, to living with Walt and raising yeah. him. I would assume that that Walt would be coming to. New York to a good situation because based on in special the way Michael handled picking him up like he said all the right things Mm -hmm. they stole Brian's fucking dog like it seemed like Michael Michael from what we saw was doing a really good job so I would assume that Michael had everything all set up and ready to go in New York oh oh this really made me laugh (laughs) what what was that in golfing <laughs> I love the idea of someone golfing out their anger <laughs> like it came out of those strings and then he just made that sound <laughs> wait will you play it again it's <laughs> <laughs> <is> too much <laughs> okay here it is. I want to lay it on you, Daddy-o. Okay. Sawyer, uh, Sawyer to son says, you're going to lecture us about lying, Betty? Lostpedia says that that's a reference to Betty White, and I scoured the internet to figure out what the fuck they were talking about, and then I just had to scroll down on the same page and they explained it. Like, I couldn't find it on Google anywhere, and then I just, like... In the exact same article, it was like, oh, Betty White, a regular participant on the television game show called Liar's Club, where she would give ridiculous explanations of what an unusual object was used for. That is such a stretch. (laughs) Sawyer? Uh, I don't know. Okay, but there were so many other things that would have made sense for him to say. Like, I feel like (laughs) Sawyer Sawyer would have said something racist. I assumed that Betty must have been, like, an Asian character from something somewhere, but, yeah. like, why why Betty White? Is it just because he loves that show? Yeah. I like to think that. That's from, like, oh, I forget what it's at. I think it was, like, 60s or 70s, so he's just been watching this old show <laughs> called Liar's Club. That's I like fascinating. that I want to, I'm going to make a master list of all the media that Sawyer yeah. references and consumes. Yeah, it's all listed on Lostpedia. So. Oh, well, somebody already did it. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's <laughs> fine. Ton happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. I saw reviews criticizing this app because it didn't further the narrative on the island. And I was like, bitch, just because it didn't talk about the hatch? Like, what are you talking about? We haven't talked about about the hatch in so long. Or like the others or Claire or whatever. I don't know. Like all the critics reviews were like, yeah, yeah. Like nothing really happened. And I was like, oh, what? (laughs) I was astounded. Wow. I heard or read someone say, I don't remember where this was, but someone said that this show is really a character drama, but they tricked sci-fi fans into watching it. And I'm oh, totally funny. getting that. I like that too because fuck sci-fi fans. 
Fucking nerds. That's why I never watch this show, because I hate sci-fi. Yeah. The first thing I wrote during my watch is, I'm so happy to see that this is a Jin episode, because DDK is so underserved here. Like, I was just chomping at the bit to see more of my guy, because he never gets to do anything, because nobody can fucking talk to him. Yeah. It sucks. Well, like, I, I don't think that this is a spoiler, but, like, he does pick up English. Well, he says both. So. He says both, so he knows one word now, but, like, he learns more English. I mean, you must. That would suck so bad to be the one guy on the show that doesn't get to talk to anybody. Okay, well, I didn't, um, I didn't really have anything to predict besides the fact that Jin stared a long time at Byung Han's child. So my same question and prediction as before, which is what's going on with these two and children? Because they shared a long, significant <gasps> glance about Claire's baby. Like, oh, what about the baby? And then they just looked at each other for a while. And then after he beats up Byung Han, he makes long eye contact with Byung Han's child, whose dog he now has. And like, oh, there's this, it's like when Sawyer stared at that child for a long time. Oh my God, that was wild. <laughs> like something, there's gotta be, they've gotta be setting something up. Yeah, okay. Going on I there. I didn't even think about that. R.I.P. to all those animals that Locke caught. <laughs> Okay, RIP to that that rat that he was dissecting. Yeah. That was so fucked up. And then they were like so more strung up. up from the trees. RIP Ethan and Scott Jackson again. They got they got mentioned in Locke's fucking tirade. Mm-hmm. RIP to Hurley's Walkman. <laughs> I'm devastated. <laughs> I the, obviously I'm obsessed with the music in this show. So like, what the fuck are they supposed to do now? I'm not watching another episode after <laughs> Walkman died. Um, Walkman (laughs) Kurt Walkman Uh, I looked up about sea urchin stings and puncture wounds after the pee on it scene because I thought surely he was mistaking it for jellyfish stings that people Mm -hmm. classically say you pee on which I think that's also been debunked but I looked up whether uh, about that Um, on (laughs) emedicinehealth.com are sea urchin stings dangerous Yes, sea urchins have two types of venomous organs. They have spines, which cause puncture wounds, and they also have something called pedicellaria. Here are some things that could occur from stepping on a sea urchin. Death, fatigue, muscle aches, paralysis, redness around the area of the sting, respiratory failure, what? severe pain and infection, or weakness. I'm assuming those symptoms would vary based on your level of allergic reaction or also if it gets infected. Urine is not recommended for sea urchin wounds, according to sportdiver.com. And that's that on that, Hurley. Wow. Trivia. There's nothing really interesting, but on Wikipedia, they do say reviews. So I read a couple of those. And zaptoit.com's Ryan (laughs) McGee. (laughs) Oh, yes. Praised this episode. For recontextualizing Sun's flashbacks in House of the Rising Sun, calling this storytelling of the highest order. And I have to agree. Mm-hmm. Because we got to watch the same thing from somebody else's point of view, and I love that shit. There's a lot of that shit on the on this show. Like like the whole thing about Charlie in the airplane and him showing like him walking by Jack. Yeah. In that flashback. Yeah, and then we we're gonna get to, oh my god, There's it? a lot of that. I hope that Sawyer sees Spoon in the future flashback. I mean, they have to explain that, so I I would be surprised if they didn't show Boone. I hope Sawyer's like, wow, that guy's fucking his stepsister. (laughs) 
Because that's the scene where he's like, no blood relation. <laughs> Just to be clear, you could have sex and it wouldn't be incest. Uh, <laughs> you are the most annoying brother. Step brother. <laughs> Same difference. Yeah. All right. I'm imagining them being naked in this scene. They're not. Anna, they're not. Shit. <laughs> do you know who you want to vote off? I do. <clears throat> One, two, two, three. One. Walt. Son's friend. Whoa. Son's okay. friend. Yeah, she Why? just really annoyed me from oh. the wedding dress scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fair. I said Walt because he, I mean, obviously he burned the Fuck. raft. MVP on three. One, two, two three. One. Vincent. Because <laughs> I found out that Vincent is a girl and Vincent is still alive. I should have said because number one, he ultimately moves past Boone's shit starting. Mm-hmm. Number two, he looks great with that fucking ponytail. Yeah, oh my god. Oh, daddy. Number three. <laughs> better get yourself a runway. You find yourself a runway, daddy. Saeed, you better find yourself a runway, daddy. With that do. The soundboard is a better gift than anything I will receive for Christmas. <laughs> and number three, he got a freaking smooch from a pretty lady. Yeah, he did. Tongues first. <laughs> That's everything I got for this app. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thanks, kids. You can go home. <laughs> Thank you to Tucker Gates for really getting me Yeah, jazzed. thanks, Tucker. Thank you to Madison the dog for your storied For career. your service. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Oh, there's a great Instagram post today about what episode? Hearts and Minds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm very passionate about that episode of Lost. Yeah. And I'm very passionate about that um, post on Instagram. So Was it the the Life with Derek shit? Yeah. Or, Yeah. But also all of it. This has become a Life with Derek podcast. <laughs> and I've never seen the show. I bet you every episode is on Disney Plus. Like, doesn't it seem like it Okay, I don't think it is. Because <gasps> it's Canadian? Oh, maybe because it's Canadian. I thought that it was like... I saw things about it that was like, they aren't showing this show and like, you know why. Because oh. they promote incest. Wow, that'd be crazy. I, I would like that better if it's Disney was so like... It's so obvious. It's so, like, based on that scene, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's all they do is, like, come across awkward situations and be like, ooh, yikes. God. That's insane to me. That's insane to me that that was a show for children. I'm so glad that I got to experience that. I'm so glad that I didn't. I hope that they took it, like, out of the Disney vault. Like, they will no longer produce Song of the South because of their racist yeah. connotations. They're because like, of the incest connotations. Derek. <laughs> Those are the two. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Anything else? Email us if you've got any Mora's thoughts. Oh, yeah. If, if you talk to my sister... <laughs> Let me know. If you see any extras wearing uh, oh, yeah. wild outfits, um, snap a pic. Let me know. At you've lost me pod at gmail.com. Twitter at you've lost me pod and Instagram at you lost me pod. That's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>